Hey guys, it's so instead of Monday, I'm doing it on a Tuesday this week. I am sorry about uh, not able to do it uh, yesterday, not able to get on the podcast, but here I am today. So hoping that everybody's having a great day and a, a good weekend. Um, so today I want to talk a little bit more about uh, domestic violence. And remember last week we talked a little bit about uh, your spouse being your neighbor. How do you treat your neighbor? Is abuse love? Um, is domestic violence love. So I want to just recap that and into today's uh, broadcast. I keep thinking a little bit more on a a verbal and emotional abuse. Um, A lot of times our abusers uh, know that if we would be physically abused at the beginning, we wouldn't take that. But they also know that they can wear you down with a verbal and emotional abuse because you don't recognize those as as uh, as easy, especially the way that I was um, when I met my abuser. I uh, my self-esteem was low at that point. Um, and he knew that he knew that when he met me, yes, in church, that he could build me up with his kindness and with his um gifts and uh just how he knew how to approach me they they abusers know it's like you have this thing on your forehead and they read it and they know exactly how what to target and that's how he did with me so when i i shared also last week about how you know how charismatic he was and um how he you know brought a picnic to our first you know um date and things like that so uh so i'm just saying that to say this uh, one of the um the red flags on emotional abuse uh, that is very subtle um, is when they actually say to you, well, you know, this, and you got to think about this. I think about it in your own life. When they say something, well, I don't think you need that, but you do need this. I, it sounds like it's very nice. Like, you know, they're trying to be caring and helpful. Um, but that is just a little thing that you want to pay attention. Start paying attention to that. When you know what you feel, like you as a person think, I would like to get this, but they tell you, no, you don't need that. And they do totally opposite of what you requested or or totally opposite opposite of what you were thinking. It sounds small, but it's something little that you need to start paying attention to see where that leads. Um, Also, I want to share this little story too. When uh, we were uh, first married, I think we were six months into our marriage. Um, with uh, the eight children um, in Stockbridge, Georgia. So we, you know, going right along, I remember it was like, we went out to dinner. My Okay, so I had, we had the older children so they could, the, the smaller ones could stay at home. So we, I, we went to dinner and I'm, I don't remember what I, honestly, I do not remember what happened. The only thing I remember in that car and the truck he had was that he started screaming all this stuff at me. I, and I remember just crying my eyes. I've never seen any outburst that heavy uh, at me. I've never seen that before. I never witnessed that before. So he's calling me names and he's, you know, basically calling me bad names and, you know, how horrible this and that. I, I don't remember why it all transpired. The only thing I do remember is getting to the, wanting, first of all, to jump, feeling that I wanted to jump out of the car. Like that's all I wanted to do. And, um, and getting home and just crying, I was crying. And my, my kids are looking out the window because they're, there's, he's still screaming at me. So they're, they've, my own children have never experienced that. Um, come to find out later, his children had always experienced that. Um, 
but my little ones were very concerned. My, you know, my oldest daughter, uh, that time was 12 years old. So they've never seen their mom like that. Um, so after that episode, I started thinking this is in my mind. I know that I was thinking, this is not right. This is not normal. So I remember reaching out to his mentor, which he had a mentor at the church and reached out to him and, and asked them to, um, if, if he, we could meet, but please don't let him know that I called you. So him and his wife took us out to dinner. And as we're sitting at dinner, um, his mentor starts talking about what a godly husband is supposed to be like, uh, sharing what the scriptures, the Bible verses. All a while, my abuser is saying, yes, that's right. I agree with that. that all, this th- all these things that were real and true about how the husband is supposed to love the his wife as he loves the church, as the Lord loves his church. And we finished the dinner very nice and um, they drop us off. And when they dropped us off, the minute we walked in the door, my abuser looked at me and said, don't you ever, ever bring our problems out of this house again. Do you understand me? And he had his finger pointed at me. And something happened inside of me at that day that I, it scared me so much that of course, through tears and I kept apologizing to, you know, be, you know, I kept apologizing to him and I promised that that will never happen again and things like that. And so at that point, I made sure that I just would not say anything else, no matter what I saw, no matter what I heard, I kept it inside of me. And of course, the little ones and the children were around. So that, um, that's where it really, um, it all came to a head in my mind, but I felt like at that point it was a marriage problem. It wasn't, uh, an abuse problem. So of course I was scared. So I, I continued living for almost 13 years with, uh, abusive words, uh, uh, controlling, um, uh, the emotional crying, lots of crying, but never, never admitted that it was, I didn't know about abuse. I didn't think it was abuse. You know, I just felt like he, you know, it was, uh, an angry person, but he loved me so much. So have you ever felt that way? Have you ever gone through that before? Have you ever reached out to your church? I would love to hear feedback from you, but I will leave this here, letting you know that again, abuse is not love. Abuse is never your fault. Verbal and emotional abuse is unacceptable behavior. Don't ever listen when someone says, well, at least he's not physically abusing you. Remember that saying that used to say, um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is not true, guys. We grew up with that. That is not true. That is such um, a bad quote. <laughs> they do hurt you. Your words stay. You know, when you get bruises, they eventually go away. The words stay in your mind. They they stay in your, um, in your soul. They stay when you, you wake up in the morning and you think, and you have to recognize, no, that came from him. That is not who I am. Right. So they do stay with you. Um, so verbal abuse makes you feel worthless and unsafe, and you can't do anything right. That's the way you feel, like you can't do anything right. Um, I just listened to an um, Nicole Mullins, uh, a Christian artist, um, speaking about her abuse, and 
she said something, and this is talking about physical abuse, but she said something in her story that made uh, a lot of sense to me. And uh, this is what she said. And I could relate to her story so much because her husband, her abuser was supposedly a Christian also. And um, here's what she said. Uh, the more, the more cruel he became, the more gentle I saw Christ. And that's exactly what happened with me. The more cruel he became, the more gentle Christ became to me. So I want to leave that with you. And uh, please reach out to someone. The domestic violence hotline, I will have it up next time. Uh, but you guys do not let abuse and love come out of the same sentence. Okay. And you guys be blessed. I will see you next time. And ciao.